0: Hello and welcome to the PC Gamer UK podcast. I'm Sam Roberts and I'm the editor of PC Gamer and I'm joined by... Phil Savage. Who is the deputy editor. Oh, we allowed um, job titles now. Well, yeah, I mean, I only I say my one, but you guys do not say yours and that's a bit selfish. Really. We stopped because Andy was self-conscious about his weird job title. Oh, yeah, because he did. He thought he didn't quite fit what he does, which is probably true, but, you know, still, it's, it's not a subject for the podcast, really, is it? And he's not here now, so... He's not here. He lives in York now. We're all very sad about that, uh, apart from him, I guess. Um, <laughs> and so we're going to talk about the uh, games of E3, which I went to... To last week, electronic. Oh God, I don't know what it stands for. The Something, electronic Something three. <laughs> the, electronic the electronic three. Isn't e- that like an entertainment a, expo? Wasn't that an early uh, Naughties electro band? Um, that's the electric six. <laughs> that was so. the electric six. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. That cool. It was two E e3s taped together. It was. Yes. Um, so yes, I went and saw all the video games. Well, most of them, anyway. I didn't actually play Wolfenstein. Or properly play Far Cry. Mm. Um, I only played a short video, a short demo of Far Cry that really didn't tell me anything about the game. I didn't play anything, but I did watch a lot of it on live streams. Yes, I've, I've not seen most of the conferences. I was there for Microsoft. Um, I guess if we start with an so out- you saw that Porsche straight up uh, yeah, in that, the flesh. at least they didn't lower another car in this time. They <laughs> what do you mean, just, at least? That was the best part. <laughs> well, I suppose so. It was like a Prince concert or I something. I was so underwhelmed when it was just there. Yeah, just behind a little thing. Um, so yeah so the conferences this year um, with the exception of the PC gaming show which is obviously uh, brilliant uh, and we make it so it's great (laughs) Um, and we revealed the XCOM expansion which is probably the most exciting thing out of E3 I think Um, could well be I think so yeah and uh, first gameplay of Total War Warhammer 2 among Mm. many other things um it seemed like the conferences underwhelmed people slightly. Um, I've, yeah. I've not seen EAs, but I saw a compilation of shots of like what looked like a dad tried to be cool and create an <laughs> E3 show around that. There was a lot of that. It was, you, it was um, either a dad tried to be cool, an influencer tried to be cool, or a dad who was also an influencer tried to be cool. I think that what they've done is they've tried so hard to kind of preempt um, what... Uh, you know the the kind of like uh modern nature of their audience that they end up seeing way off base and producing something that people who like games actually hate i mean i mean that's just my perspective strikes me as the sort of people who would watch something like ea play might find it kind of weird and alienating but maybe not maybe their core audience is uh like directly tied into like these youtube communities and these online services that they provide I don't doubt that because you know FIFA obviously has a deep community of um, people who shout at Ultimate Team card packs Um, (laughs) and you know Battlefield has its own dedicated community of uh, streamers and such um, and that makes sense but I think it's the tone of it that washes a bit wrong what you mean like welcome to my content cave yeah there was like the creator's cave that was something like that and also um, also they started E3 on Saturday which I think made the whole thing go on for way too long And I don't. That's the sort of like. uh, There's a quite good piece on Eurogamer about this, about how there weren't quite enough big games to sustain E3 this year. But I actually think a bigger problem was that it was too spread out, and it should have all been done in like one or two days. Um, Like, okay with Sunday conferences, not with Sunday. Yeah, Sunday. But I think EA. Don't they do that deliberately to try and distance themselves from E3 as a concept? Anyway, yeah, they're in the middle of nowhere in E3. They're as well in the middle of nowhere. they well before yeah the the actual bulk of the conferences start, and yeah. yeah, they're just doing their own weird thing at the minute. And I'm not sure it's entirely working, but. Yeah. They've I mean, they've done it for the second year in the row, so I guess only they know if it's yeah. working or not. Um I certainly got some good interviews there and some good content, which was nice. Um like I played Battlefront sorry, I said content <laughs> the I don't content. <laughs> Did you go to the cave oh, for it? I'm so sorry. Um and it was quite nice. I saw some dads uh, dad playing um Star Wars Battlefront with a couple of his kids and they were like so excited to be there. And I was just there being a journalist, like, Oh actually this is quite nice that they yeah, yeah. to see this stuff. Um, so that was cool, and uh, I had a good interview with um, the uh, the Battlefront multiplayer devs and single player devs. So that was uh, that was good. Got a little bit of that in there, um, but uh, yeah, it was like the announcements. They're publishing that a way out game from the uh, Joseph Ferris. That- look, I mean that was that was probably the standout moment from their conference just because of like how much. Passion and love for what he's doing—that guy clearly has. Like, yeah, he said some things uh, that we, uh, that James Davenport recorded during our section, uh, session, um, that I'm not sure we could ever publish. <laughs> yeah, he told me about one specific thing. That yeah, yeah, um, but it's it like he very, said it to you. So it was very funny. Um, but I mean, I just didn't ever expect to hear that at like an EA event. Yes. Um, but no, he. Yes, was, that was that's one man who has not been media trained or no. has been media trained, but don't give a fuck. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, EA. I, I mean, it's sort of like I say, I think the announcements are fine and pretty much what I expect from EA. Yeah, I mean, like, but, like it's just the tone of the conference. Is like, where where do you land on Anthem? Uh, I really, I really underwhelmed me actually. Mm, um, like it's, uh, I kind of this is very pessimistic, but I kind of wonder if like BioWare is the right dev to make a game like that. Yes, like um, it seems like they're kind of entering a similar territory that they already did with The Old Republic. Uh, yeah, potentially. I guess it's, but, but Obviously, it's many years have passed, and the nature of a, that exact kind of game is now different. Like. Certainly more action-oriented. I don't think anything Bioware has done so far, and that includes The Old Republic and Dragon Age, and even like Mass Effect's multiplayer, suggests like that they can make a sustainable um, Destiny-style action game. Yeah, and I uh, I don't want to be too down on this, but I thought that the um, uh, the setting didn't inspire me at all. I really yeah. um, I was in the the you know the Galen Center during the Xbox conference, and that demo really switched me off. Like just mechs and this slightly I don't know monster hunterish world. Yeah, I and, thought I don't know the environments looked very impressive, but of course you know frostbite and all that. Mm, yeah, stuff. of course. Um, yeah, there um, the, the, the was nothing I particularly latched onto beyond wow, this looks pretty. Um, and I think. I might be slightly biased in that I already know like Destiny is that version of the that sort of game for me like yeah. that already you know I already get along with that quite well so I don't really need another one. I played the first mission of Destiny eighty three and thought you're going to absolutely fucking love it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tom Tom was telling me all about it while we were playing Destiny the other weekend and yeah. I was getting quite excited. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I was meant to be playing something new there and then I got there and it was the thing that I'd already played. and I was like, mm. oh, I can't write about this now. Never mind. Um, but uh, yeah. Um, it's uh, it's it's such a great opening mission. The guns feel fantastic, and it looks beautiful on PC as well. It really looks amazing on PC. Yeah, that yeah. could be a big deal. I mean, it'll also anger a lot of people. A lot of people just won't get into it, and oh, they, they definitely will though. They definitely will. Uh, no, there will definitely be people who yeah, are yeah. very angry at the hype it's going to get, and like the core community that it's going to get that do love it. Um, okay, so yeah, I mean, I guess in going over the announcements, Phil, was there anything that really jumped out to you as like this is a cool thing this year? Um. Let's. Oh, there were things that I'm just. I don't. I wouldn't say they were exciting, but they are just core things that I know I'm going to enjoy, and right. that's stuff like Wolfenstein Two. Uh, you were you were saying to me earlier that you didn't think that that was a particularly great announcement trailer for it. No, it's kind of like it was just a kind of mishmash of stuff, and it could have done with either being all gameplay or all cutscene or mm. something. I could um, see that, but at the same time, like I know that's just going to be a solid. Shoes that I will enjoy, based on you know what they did with the last one, like Yeah, how good that felt. Yeah, um, the setting looks nice as well. Dishonored Two's getting a standalone expansion, and you know that's great. Yep, yeah, that's. Cool. I mean, it is just more Dishonored, although um, with a new character, it's going to star Billy from uh, Dishonored Two and Knife of Dunwall, I guess, um, with a new set of powers. So that's yeah, going to be great. Mm, yeah, that certainly uh yeah, that that was that certainly felt like a real thing, a yeah. cool thing. Just, um, just a real thing that's going to happen relatively soon and it's not like one of those exciting, look here's a brand new thing you've never heard of and like yeah, when you play this in 2 years it's either going to be super good or a solid 7 out of 10. Yeah. Uh but I don't know, I think more than anything this year like the overall theme was just like here is a thing that you kind of already know about or you kind of know how it will be played but you'll get to play it in anything from two to nine months yeah, that was the thing is that the um, anthem particularly looked really early on. Yes. Um, like that felt like a vertical slice that you'd, you know, pitch to the publisher um, rather than an actual reveal. Maybe that's too harsh, I don't know. Actually, yeah, no, there were also a couple of things like Beyond Good and Evil 2. That's, yes. That's basically nowhere as a concept. Yeah, and like, I don't, uh, I, for people who've been, you know, following this long enough, I don't think this is the first time they've announced that game. No, it's not. No. A it's pretty. possibly the first time they've shown, like, a proper CGI... Tr- oh, no, it's not, because they, no. they had that one with the pig. Yeah, they did. The, in, uh, the, they had the one that looked like 2000... it was going to be an actual sequel, yeah. Yubilé's and then it went Yubilé. away, yeah. and then it came back, and it was a prequel with a sweary monkey. Yeah, a very a foul-mouthed, obscene <laughs> monkey. <laughs> what, what an obscene monkey you are. Um, I was... Uh, sharing the house with people at E3 and uh, that trailer went down really well mm. So suppose tonally it was very different some people didn't like the swearing I didn't really see how it was even vaguely beyond good and evilish really apart from talking animals like, yeah it's like I mean you're a French dev studio talking animals is not a thing you can picture in like there's enough talking animal games and they made it sound a bit like Destiny or something in some yeah, of the yeah there is some persistent online element or something I will say like I did quite enjoy the tone and style of it, although, yes, yes, very different from what Beyond Good and Evil is. Yeah. I'm kind of over this Journey to the West pastiche character thing that games are fucking obsessed with. Yeah, it's not that interesting, is it? It's like, it's it's a pretty good story, but... It's alright, yeah. Yeah. I Yeah, I, um it seemed like of all the conferences though that Ubisoft kind of won it in terms of like yes. goodwill towards the things they announced yeah there's clearly um, a lot of passion in that studio I think they shocked everybody with that um, Mario and Rabbids thing because obviously Rabbids are the worst video game property like they're like they're minions of games yeah right they're, they're, they're terrible and th- yet yeah, that game looks both kind of charming and also like XCOM but cool yeah I saw it Backstage at Nintendo's booth Which I snuck into To try and play Mario Odyssey But I didn't have time Annoyingly And it looked better Than Mario Odyssey It was a nicer looking game Yeah I think it's because It's running at like Half the frame rate But like it's um, God damn it That's a pretty And fun looking game Like yeah I mean we should Get off Nintendo soon But um, (laughs) That combined with things like zelda's maybe think fuck maybe i should actually buy a switch well zelda is very good and has ruined open <laughs> world games for me um, case in point assassin's creed actually uh, ah yes which i uh, only played a 25 minute demo of there were like um there were there was, was an hour long demo somewhere at e3 but i um i think i had the chance to do it and then i was too ill to actually go to the event right. where it's being played annoyingly um but i have played 25 minutes of it and um i think that it's like reports that it's kind of like revolutionised Assassin's Creed or properly revamped it are exaggerated. Mm. Um, I'd say to control as like a pla- in the platforming and navigation of the world largely feels the same to me. Right, um, combat is where they've uh, they've changed it up a little bit mm. um, because it's kind of a slightly more Dark Souls ish combat now, where you're in these kind of like you're in these duels basically, and they illustrated this with like essentially an arena battle. Right, yeah. Like the gladiator things. And, um yeah, they kind of... They're very long encounters where you hit a dodge button a lot. You can probably change weapons midway through, like, the battle uh, normally, but you can't... You couldn't in this demo. You just had, like, a... Uh, I can't remember what it was now. Like, just like a big stick thing. I don't know what it was. I have to look that up, actually. <laughs> but, My listeners um, can't see this, but I am pulling a face right now, because it's sort of like I, I was actually quite disappointed by the combat because mm. I really thought from the from the way they made it sound with like they're going to have these big boss battles and stuff like it's going to be it was going to be quite a big deal and more refined but it, it it kind of went on for ages I don't know how well that series as a whole kind of fits in with the idea of boss battles and like protracted fights it's, yeah it's literally about being an assassin yeah yeah um, so anyway. I, I thought the combat made quite a bad first impression like I was um, dodging a lot and uh uh, hitting these guys a lot and their health bar seemed like about twice as big as they should they be they shouldn't have health bars Well, they should just be stabbed the dude and the dude's uh, dead because of the stabbing he gave him and the boss, I beat the boss at the end who took ages to hit I hit him again and again and then he's got this kind of bonus ability that he does that charges up and I did that same animation like three or four times and then at the end he just accidentally walked into one of those blade things, I think his path was broken and then he died <laughs> Like um it didn't make a good first impression i really wanted to like it so yeah the, i liked the footage of like him sliding down a pyramid and stuff sliding down the pyramid is going to be top march i'm sure it was cool also um the fact that the platforming is exactly the same I.e., it's the hold a to climb up b to climb down thing yeah um although they've moved that from the the stick uh, from the shoulder buttons i guess that's a bit different if mm. you're using a pad um, it's i mean that's the matting mapping, mapping thing. yeah um may not matter as much if the world is a bit flatter like if and if you have you know you can use a boat you can use a horse if your modes of transportation are a little bit more a little bit different yeah um they showed me like how how big the open world is it's massive and it's not going to have skyscrapers is it so you'd assume no towers less climbing Um, yeah they've said no towers haven't they've they said no towers yeah Um, there's no mini map anymore Mm. full of icons it's kind of like an elder scrolls ish sort of compass thing um But there was a lot of, I mean, I guess it's an early build. There was a lot of clipping uh, between, like, characters and environments and, like, the mission that they had me play where I had to go to this boat and steal a thing uh, wasn't very inspired. Um, I really really wasn't as convinced as some people were coming out of it. Like, I, I wanted to like it. So I'm I'm well up for an Assassin's Creed yeah. being good and having better story. Yeah, totally. A bit more of a black flag approach. And there are other things that the demo can't really show off that well. Like I interviewed the creative director who said that the um there are there are kind of more story-based side quests now than mm-hmm. like the boring iconish ones that we were used to. Um Everyone says that now though. You mean like mass fate. Yeah, everyone says well, oh, our side quests are meaningful. go yeah, we'll we'll collect 10 crystals. We were super inspired by The Witcher 3. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um I'm 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 kind of willing to like, wait it out. Like we'll see it's, how it goes. it's from yeah. the Black Flag dev so like, um, you know, this, uh, yeah, they 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 clearly get the series better than mm, the other teams working on. Whoever made Assassin's Creed Three, yeah, yes, exactly, and um, yeah, there are there are things that I only saw brief glimpses of, like apparently, like AI will just interact with each other. So I saw like a crocodile just get out of a river and start harassing some civilians. <laughs> I had a very awkward fight. Um, where I killed it, it was a bit clunky but it, and, but it was nice seeing that little bit of world interaction, you wouldn't have seen that in previous Assassin's Creed no. games, so it might just be like it's an early build, I mean but yeah, definitely, uh, the combat left something to be to be desired hmm. I think what it kind of lacked, and I don't know if there is going to be some of this in the main game, but I asked the dev who was doing the demo, it didn't sound like it, it was other ways to strategize in combat like i was thinking about how arkham lets you throw like you know uh, like a dust bomb sorry dust it's not dust is it smoke smoke <laughs> smoke, and like set set mines and like use that ice bomb thing the grappling hook this just seemed to be melee weapon strafe strafe, strafe, strafe attack like a very dark souls ish kind hmm. of thing but even dark souls has got like throw those little fire uh, things yeah and, um what was it? Revelations introduced bombs and stuff, different types of bombs and things. Yeah, had Queen throwing series. knives in like um, yeah. Far Cry Two and stuff. Sorry, Assassin's Creed Two and stuff. So um, yeah, I, uh, I, it might, it might be that it just wasn't in the demo. We'll see. Um, it didn't look that nice either, to my eye. Very muddy, very muddy textures but it was running on a console, I think. Right. It was some version of the Xbox One. It had an Xbox pad. Um, <laughs> so either the One, the One S, or the One X. Yes, very easy to keep track of. <laughs> um, so yes, that was Assassin's Creed. Um, but uh, yeah, the world does look kind of nice, and like uh, I'm definitely willing to, uh, to, to, to play more of it. Um, yeah, um, the one I'm willing to give a go, I like, was sort of surprised by, was uh, The Crew 2 what you can change into a boat or a plane be a boat or a plane that um, is a, I didn't get to play that but apparently it's very good see I'm like I think the original crew was obviously like a big disappointment and f- for many many reasons but uh, I'm willing to let that series go I oh, do you know, we're going to try again and this time we're going to be more absurd. and yeah you're a boat now sometimes cool yeah. and I'm like yeah I'm cool with that I'm okay with you trying this we'll see how it goes yes that that, that 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 did look cool that went from completely off my radar to being like okay yeah no i'm prepared to see how this one shakes out i'm I thought, I really think, gonna look forward to it i think they obviously knew it needed something a bit different a bit extra this time right and i think yeah. yeah isn't it the same environment as well but they've tweaked it so it'll just be a better version of the open world in the first I game no i've not i'll admit i've not looked into it <laughs> Another thing, <that> <laughs> but i saw a trailer and it was had a boat and i was like hmm <laughs> Um, Far Cry 5 is apparently very good, uh, based on what James played. Very silly, um, mm. in a good way. It sounds like it'd be more of the same, though, from what I've uh, what I've been told. Largely, it did seem that from what they showed. Yeah, I don't think there was much there that made me think, okay, well, this is yeah, completely out there from what you know a four or a Far Cry Primal did. Yeah. Thanks for hire was definitely in the game right like, yes uh, okay, that was yeah. definitely in the game Phew. thank god uh, for people who read the magazine the back page joke uh, that, that last yeah um, that last remark will make sense back page joke really <laughs> Um, really depends on fangs for hire being a real thing, and the concept of hiring out animals being <laughs> something you can do. As someone said though, like, um, what's confusing is that the mercs for hire—that's where you get the dog. The dog doesn't count as an animal. Wait, the dog doesn't come from fangs from hire. No, he comes from like the mercenaries thing. I'm pretty sure he does. How does that work? I don't know because like you can hire like a bloke, a woman, or a dog. <laughs> I don't know. I'm pretty sure that's the case. Yeah, the dog's um, not mercenaries. That's... No, he's pretty good though. He's I mean, I'm of, sure like... he's good, but yeah. Uh, but yeah it's sort of like um, I guess it reminded me a bit of uh, actually I don't remember much of the companion stuff in the other Far Cry games Did, was there anything like that in 4 or 3 I don't remember I don't know I sort of like there definitely wasn't 2 obviously yeah they, but, uh, they had this whole that whole uh, friends thing going on didn't they but, yeah and obviously they had the animal stuff in Primal as well yes um, so yeah there's, there's an extension of that and I'm sure that'll just be a very dependable Far Cry game it will be um, and uh yeah um starlink that toy game it's not on pc that one but god damn it it looked good the ubisoft uh, toy game it thing. did look quite good in a oh god no that's that's a habit that some people are going to get themselves into including someone's in their office someone's sure. going to get deep into that an, yeah. an embarrassing amount deep into collecting <laughs> those toys and uh f- you know i support their life choices yeah that's well fair enough yeah um okay and so that's uh, Ubisoft That's UB. think, uh, um, oh wait there was also um, Skull and Bones um, oh. which I played a bit of and really liked actually so I thought it was a very good uh, sort of multiplayer appropriation of um, Black Flag even though I was terrible at it but um, I was dismayed to learn from you Phil that there is no single player not uh, not as far as I could tell um, and it was <sighs> I went through a real arc with the reveal of that because obviously they teased it being like from you know the people who did the boat stuff from Black Flag Uh it's uh, Ubisoft Shanghai, right? Um, and then uh, they showed the thing, and it was boats, and I was like, whoa, they're doing a boats game, but it's not an Assassin's Creed boats game, so it doesn't have to have all the extraneous baggage of that series. Yeah, yeah. Streamlined boats game, I'm into this. And then they were like, it's multiplayer PvP. And I was like, oh... Yeah, see, I I felt a bit like that because um, I would argue that half we talked about this earlier. Half the magic of Assassin's Creed Black Flag is the boat combat, but the other half is the exploration in yeah, the boat. Yeah, totally. And um, if you don't have that, then I don't know. You're depending a lot on there being a multiplayer community for that wanna, game. You want to find some good things and you want to sell them to places for big big profit. I would like I would have liked a really silly sort of story exploration mode. Yeah, you know, where it's just dumb as hell. Like even Sea of Thieves has like um, some element of that, a very similar type of game. Like you go exploring and you're not dependent on other players, but you might encounter them. You know.
1: So, yeah. Yeah, I was yeah.
0: Like no, I'd... like fair play. Ubisoft are doing a lot to sort of support new, interesting types of multiplayer. Like they've got the tactical sort of stuff with Rainbow Six. Mm. They've got their they've got the Division and they're hammering that into something. It seems like um, For Honor did the swordplay thing. Pretty well by the looks of things. S- slight backlash towards the uh, microtransactions though. Um, I mean, when isn't there? <laughs> it's a very good point. <laughs> I mean, it's exhausting to keep up with this stuff. But like, and so fair enough, yep, ship combat fits into that. It's another type of multiplayer, but I think like there are so many ways to murder people online now. And I think more than the individual game types themselves, I'm just getting increasingly exhausted with like the infrastructure of those things and the fact that i will complete a game of skull and bones and i'll get so much xp and i'll level my character will level up my account will level up and maybe i'll get a loot crate and you know all that stuff yeah and it's just like i can't do it again i can't i can't get into another one (laughs) right well fair enough i mean what i will say is that the um the class differentiation with the boats is actually pretty cool like um it's like a sniper class, and there's like a heavy that can, you know, ram boats and stuff. And I played with both of those; it was cool. <laughs> They're an anthropomorphic gorilla <laughs> boat, and uh, like a Russian, uh, yeah, heavy, a yeah, problematic religious appropriation <laughs> boat. A cat, a, tr- a boat that's just a tree. Oh. <laughs> I guess all the boats <laughs> are trees, really. Um, yeah, so. <laughs> But uh, the, 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 the differences are meaningful. Like Playing as a sniper was quite interesting because you have low health, but you have to stay quite far away. Um, and then, yeah, I was not good at it, and it would take some time to learn, but I could see it was... Uh Competitive and pretty. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Okay. It's also the nicest looking game Ubisoft had there. I think maybe it's because it was on a small TV, but it looked really good. <laughs> <laughs> that was the trick. It's, it's gorgeous. It's like a prettier version of Black Flag. I really like the look of it. I'm yeah. I'm perfectly prepared to accept that it'll be very efficient and good, even and uh, yeah, well, yeah, well made. It's just it's not for me. Yeah. Okay. Fair we'll enough. get someone else to review that one, Sam. Because. <laughs> Alright, so that leaves the Microsoft conference um, which uh, I think that we can say was a bit of a slog Yeah, the reaction to the Microsoft conference was weird because a lot of people were like oh, that was the best conference they've done in next year's or whatever and it's like, I mean they did show a lot of games they continue to do the Microsoft thing of misusing the word exclusive to an actually criminal degree they don't actually um seem to uh fund much in the way of first party development now at Microsoft but i, at I it think, seems that way I think that's that's the yeah the the weird thing is that there wasn't much from Microsoft Game Studios there and there wasn't like much where you know it feels like. Something f- with their personality on it, as such, it was a lot of here's some indie games and here's some sort of smaller kind of thing. Here's some smaller studios that are going to release a game that will be exclusive to Xbox and PC for right, six yeah, months. Yeah. And couldn't have a uh, scale ban might have gone down quite well there, might it? Scalebound scale probably would have helped. Yeah, People could have said, "Oh, this game's out this year." At least, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's you know, there's there's forward progress, but like, I think from from something like E3 and like. for, for for a thing where you're going to get on a stage and you're going to show people what you've got coming up, yeah, it's always nice to have that kind of surprise in your back pocket. Yeah. And I don't think it matters if it's something like Beyond Good and Evil where it's like, yeah, this is years off. You sort of take that in stride, don't you? It's, well, that's what Sony did with their infamous 2015 conference. Yes, it's Shenmue when... Shenmue 3, Final Fantasy VII, The Last Guardian. Like, yeah, um, it's, when, it's when Sony yeah, went mad and were like, here's a game we're not even... Funding. Here's a game that. Here's a game we're not publishing that is going to be on Kickstarter that you, the community, are going to have to pay for. But yeah. we know you're going to lose your shit when we say the word Shenmue Three. Yeah. Here, so welcome to our stage. And here's a, a remake of a beloved RPG that is still two years away from being rebooted from scratch and has no nothing like a release date in sight. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, it's just empty gestures uh, mean a lot of those shows, don't they? Basically, yeah. I mean, yeah. E3, yeah, it's, some of it is about, you know, the spectacle and the hype. Yeah. Um, And that's, if, if anything, I think Sony got a bit of criticism this year because they had less of that. Yeah, yeah. Sony were criticised for having achievable goals this year. Yeah, yeah, for mostly, yeah. And also their exclusives looking, I think, a bit dull as well. I, it's all very familiar stuff. Like, I'll play a standalone and chatted, fine. But yeah, no, I'm, I think that'll be good, that would yeah. be really good, but um, that's a very known quantity, isn't it? Um, and they didn't show off The Last of Us 2, which obviously people are mad mm. for. Not on PC, though, so yeah. They've got um, their own event now, though, haven't they? A the PSX thing. Yeah, that was really good last year, they single one of those. So. I think people were assuming they're just going to hold some stuff off for that. yeah. Um, Microsoft stuff is coming to We're PC. We're getting into too, the weeds a bit here, aren't we? We well, are. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess Microsoft uh, stuff is coming to PC as well. So. Uh, all of it, yeah. There was I don't think there was anything shown there that won't also be on PC. Um, At our show, there was a the, uh, cool announcement there's an Age of Empires Definitive Edition. Yes. Um, so that's really good. Uh, and uh, yeah, they um, they showed off Crackdown and uh, what was it? Sea of Thieves from Rare and what was it? Forza Motorsport. One? Forza Seven Yeah which is It's the dad one isn't it I'm not interested it's, in this It's one the thing. more dad It's the one that they uh, Have in the past Got Jeremy Clarkson in To do narration Over each of the cars And about why the cars is good Oh good Excellent. Yeah <laughs> um, uh, So it's as dad favorite. It's love, as dad as you can get I love Jeremy Clarkson He's just You know he's willing to say What people are thinking <laughs> Uh, but so yeah, did yeah. you see the puddles, Sam? That was had some nice puddles. There were some nice puddles. Yes, Phil, I, I will I will agree with you on that. Um, I'm making fun, but I will actually probably play Forza and enjoy it quite a lot, despite the fact yeah. that it won't be as good as Forza Motorsport Three. Well, uh, let's face it, it's just not, not Horizon Three. Even there's not much in the way of that kind of like uh, on PC. You don't have much between the arcade and super simi to get Yeah, there's like, a lot uh, of those two ends. Whereas the consoles have like a long history of things like Gran Turismo and Project, Project Gotham, Gotham. Yeah. Too. That was a bit Arcadia, but yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. They've had a, a nicer middle ground, and a lot of that middle ground is now coming to PC. Yeah, um, um, so, that, so yeah, Motorsport will definitely find a place. At home the there. I think that Microsoft gets quite a lot of, um, obviously, sort of cynical looks from PC gamers just because of the old Games to Windows Live thing, which I think is fair criticism. Yeah, well, um, for but, Games uh, to Windows Live and for the fact that I think a few people are still up in the air about how this whole Windows Store, UWP thing is going to shake out. And like, the Windows Store is bad. And the Windows Store is a garbage house. Yeah, Uh, I mean, uh, was it in, I think, um, the interview that we did with um, Phil Spencer, Spencer, deliberately, we asked him about, the. I think it was Tim Clark asked him about the Windows Store, and he basically said, "Mm, there's potential for the current Xbox Live app to be repurposed into a more curated gaming store, which I think is actually a good move on their part because... It already exists. You've already got it on your PC. Yeah, you've already got it on your PC. The current windows store experience for games is horrendous it's awful and includes like like a game store fake clones of things like euro truck simulator and stuff like that it's like one of those complete wild west like anything goes places and you just don't want that on your pc i don't think like steam gets a lot of flack for not being a curation platform but they do at least keep stuff like that in check yeah that's true um yeah yeah that could really help i think and like it you shouldn't have like a uh, quantum break or Forza horizon sat next to all of these random ass like free to playish kind of apps you know yeah um so yeah they need to sort that out especially as it's, we're now like well over a year into their uh, you know, renewal to mm. renewed, uh, you know, dedication to PC gaming, um, but still the games can't argue with those. So. There lots of games. Um, Crackdown three was really good as well. Yeah, I don't think that demoed particularly well. Um, but, but the on stage, the on stage thing terrible. was that. I mean, that really put me off after being quite excited for it. I was like, oh, have they fucked this? But well, it sounds like you had a much better time playing it. Yeah, so I think a problem they had is that they didn't very clearly explain that the, the procedural destruction stuff, which they demoed in the past. Is online multiplayer only? Yeah, and has like some kind of cloud server tech. The single player game is much more like uh, I don't know if listeners are that familiar with Crackdown, but I would assume some of them are. Crackdown One and Two on um, more one actually on Xbox 360. So mm. you go and hunt these uh, crime lords, and in this big city, you have superpowers. You collect um, orbs. You collect orbs, but not the city is not destructible. However, it does have some really fun physics. Anyway, um, I got like a, a gun in it called the Singularity Gun, mm. and it basically fires, you know, black holes and dragged in like cars from everywhere, and you can fire multiple ones at once. And there was debris and stuff flying everywhere, and it was really like fun and silly and like just um, top. Like what I forgot about the appeal of Crackdown is you're playing as a superhero character, the superhero cop, basically. And it's the power curve. So, the demo is a really truncated version of like the power curve in um, Crackdown. So, you start okay. with like these small jumps, then you collect some of these stamina orbs after you've killed a few guys and gone exploring, and then you can jump further. And then you uh, collect some more, you can jump further again. And by the end, you're doing massive leaps over the city, gunning these guys down, doing these cool melee attacks. And it's like, that is, I forgot that how much I loved that in the original Crackdown. Only now you're doing it in a city that's two and a half times bigger. I think that's what they said. Mm. Um, and a lot shinier as well. It's a nicer looking game. Um, uh, so it's really good fun. And like the appeal of doing that in co op and PC, it's not really much in the way of a sort of third person. Um, Superheroish games there was like that kind of mini arms race between Crackdown and Infamous on um, PlayStation yeah. and Xbox and we got prototype which I would argue is a bag of shit but um, I would disagree some people like that game I think it's awful I think it's awful especially it's the first one the first one's terrible. That is a damn Incorrect. bad game. Incorrect. It's awful thing. No, its traversal system is actually uh, very well done. No, it's too easy. You mm. can sprint up buildings. It's just way too simple. Yes. why Yes. Yeah, but I think you need a little bit of the challenge that crack- Crackdown <laughs> has. You jump, you climb onto ledges, and you- it's like a puzzle to climb a building. Oh yeah, I'm a superhero. Let's complete a puzzle. Oh, for t- fuck's sake. <laughs> I had this argument on a podcast years ago, where someone argued that um, in a Superman game, you should be invincible and be able to um, basically like uh, throw a-, a city if you want to. And it's like, I think you do need a little bit of restraint for there to be a challenge, you know? Well, doesn't that just prove that you shouldn't make a Superman game? Well, yeah. I mean, I guess. So, so, I mean, <laughs> the fact that the ones that have been made are all terrible is kind I mean, like, yeah, um, yeah. So, I mean, I guess the ultimate form of that game on PC right now is Saints Row Four. Yes, that's fair. Actually, it's probably the yeah, it's very close to it. Actually, mm. um, yeah, I think this still has a place though because the uh, the actual kind of I mean the power curve, if the destroyer driving does sound very different to what that game offers. Do you ever play Crackdown, Phil? Uh, I played like two hours of Crackdown one, and uh, long, long after the fact, and kind of got bored of it. It was it was good fun. Like it was it was it was nice doing it with a friend. Climbing to the tallest building in the game, spawning a car on top of the skyscraper. My friend getting in and me just booting the car off the side of the building. It was that sort of silly fun times. Mm. And the guys making it are based in Sheffield. They're the Sumo Digital guys, right? Yeah. Um, who you know haven't made a game like this before, I don't think. But I, um, they do have driving game experience, yep. and they've. I think they have basically just tried to replicate. What it was, and a lot of the behind-the-scenes Microsoft staff, I think, are the same as who worked on the previous game. Okay. So, yeah, I'm I'm quite uh, optimistic about it. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, yeah, that was cool. Um, sea of Thieves, everyone loved, but my demo of it was so atrocious that it left me with a sour taste. Did everyone love it? I think a lot of people saw that um, the onstage thing and were like, Well, "That demo this... went on for too long." Yep, um, and like beyond the. F- You know firing yourself out of a cannon thing to join the party which worked very well in that very stage demo but could be way more chaotic a thing yeah it's um it's if you're not i think basically if you don't play it with friends it's not going to work um, no, I also I'm not entirely sure. Like there was a moment where one guy picked up a treasure chest and he was like, "Oh, I can't attack this guy because I'm holding the treasure chest." Better get my friend in. And I was like, P- "Put the treasure chest down. Just put it down. <laughs> put it down. And do the fighting." Like, yeah, you're you're a human being. You can multitask. I was playing it with. There was like a video guy doing it, and I think he was pretty sure he was recording it for uh, like a you know a video or something. But the way he was trying to present whilst talking incessantly into the microphone meant that he just wasn't... He thought he was captain, but he was doing, he was doing was nothing he, else. Was he trying to replicate that uh, stage bounce That it, A little bit. He was kind Ooh. of doing like a lot on-the-fly commentary and not being a helpful collaborator at all. So it meant everyone was on this island in different places because it was such a muddle. And there were two people who I don't think spoke English, so we just couldn't communicate really. And I do not think that, like endlessly refilling cannons of balls was fun either and I didn't really I didn't really like any of it right okay (laughs) Um, but I think it but then you know Matt Castle used to work on OXM was there um, and he loved it so I'm convinced there's something in it if you've got friends and you're playing it collaboratively right um, it's just that it doesn't demo well in those circumstances where there's a a loud video man and and two people who don't speak English it just makes for a, a messy demo like it was just a absolute mess of stuff and I yeah I I don't know it's kind of fun to drive the drive the boat do you drive a boat sail the boat I guess yeah you don't drive it do you you don't reverse yeah, yeah, yeah. it par- parallel park a boat <laughs> uh, so yeah Phil that's my take on CFD so just, I, I was going to write about it but I had such a bad experience I feel like it couldn't Damn. it's probably yeah. not quite representative of the game I had a slightly better experience at Gamescom last year so that would suggest that it needs friends basically cool um, is that all the conferences that we've done it all. Yeah, I think uh, Bethesda we. Bethesda think we touched on. Bethesda probably didn't need a conference this year. No. Two games. No, I was expecting something a bit more. Um, like, whatever the rumour was about, oh, there's Elder Scrolls in space now. Like That was obviously dumb and that was fake. Awful. That was the worst thing I'd ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> that was an atrocity. Like, try photoshopping harder, mate. Come on. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, um I like I very happy with the things that they announced that I care about. So but yeah. yeah, probably didn't need to take up like because it was showing at like five AM over here. Did you stay up for that? Oh, hell no. Oh, good. Well, good no, 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 no. It was like, um, being there, the p- actual party was really good, and they probably could have just done the party without the announcements. <laughs> probably, yeah. Uh, just, I mean, a lot of things in games media can be just like, I'll just have a party instead, and it's you could fine. Have, you could have put Wolfenstein in like the Xbox conference, Evil yeah. Within and PlayStation, that would have been fine. Also, that Evil Within trailer was terrible. There was an Evil Within announcement. I've not even seen that trailer, because, again, 5 a.m., come on. Well, it was all CG, I think. Oh, it was okay. all just, and it had, I think it had... Uh, I'm pretty sure I had a bad slow version of Duran Duran's Ordinary World classic yeah Yeah, slow piano yeah and like the strength of that game is in the gameplay that's what I didn't understand about why they did all the CG stuff but I thought it was cool that Bethesda announced their games and they were like they're out this year you know they obviously did that for Fallout but like suddenly the schedules look a bit more exciting than they did uh, for sure you know about a month ago Okay, cool. Okay, cool. Um, I guess I'll move on to a couple of the hands-on i play then, Phil. Yeah, um, you want to ask me about? Well, okay, so... Rumour has it, Sam. Um, yeah. When I say rumour, I mean the thing that you told me. Uh, that your game of the show is uh, Metal Gear Survive. Uh, you're not wrong there, Phil. <laughs> um, I pro- and I want to ask you about that. I'm going to, I'm going to take the role of a uh, commercially Konami hater from the internet. <laughs> when actually, really, I am also quite excited about this game. Yeah, so um, I, I think that a lot of the... Uh, I will say, first of all, this game had the worst reveal I've ever seen, which was it had that trailer last year. And then at Gamescom, Konami had the opportunity... I booked an appointment for it. They had an opportunity to tell us what the game was so we could, you know, pass it down to people, like, this is actually a cool thing, you know? Yeah. Because, you know, I... I'd heard about the game and I was like that sounds kind of interesting if you actually show us what it is they showed us a, a spreadsheet and then they showed us the same trailer and it was like well first of all that was like half an hour of my time um, for nothing yeah it's never a good look um, if they'd have revealed what they showed at E3 during Gamescom last year would be a totally different story I think because it's mm. a four player demo and it was great fun. Um, essentially, it was just like a three waves of enemies come towards you, and you have to fend them off. Um, mm-hmm. And you do this with uh, you could basically you pick like a loadout for your uh, you know anonymous trooper. No snake in this one because it's set in an alternative timeline. That's like another it's. reason that people hate it. Yep, uh, alternate timeline. Sorry, uh, as opposed to like you know a timeline where people listen to I don't know <laughs> like uh, guitar music or something. Um, yes, uh, so. And then you kind of go around um, building like fortifications. So you've got these fences you can spring up and like, um, mm. you know, oil slick traps and things like that. And then basically the zombies charge and then you have to fend them off. Um, but this, they're quite, uh, the zombies themselves, are admittedly, quite simple enemies. But there's also these ones, these big, these ones with like these big ball heads who are quite hard to kill and explode. Um, so they can be used to clear waves a little bit. I mean, none of this is like particularly mind blowing for like, um, you know, that kind of zombie fighting game. These these sort yeah. of archetypes exist in other games. But these are just the you know, the, the enemy types they've shown us. Um and it was it's a really sharp co-op experience. Like setting all those traps and like conserving your ammo and like the fact that you're doing it all with metal gear systems as opposed to like janky ass early access survival game systems means it actually it feels great. Um and really it's tense and satisfying and uh you can still Fulton things, though I didn't do that during the demo. Um, there's also a great feature in it where there's like an online lobby where you're in this kind of like uh, slightly VR-ish looking space you know how you have those VR missions in Mel Gear yeah? Um, like where you, where you just you just experiment with things so I learned to like I put up like learned to put up like four fences next to each other to create a little you know mini fortress and, mm. um, but then you can just sort of set down like a mortar like in MGS5 and I just use that to like blow up my teammates and it, they don't die it's just you know of course they're just it's just a little training module <laughs> get blown up a bit but god damn it, it's a really fun co-op game, really good. And like um there's these mini uh sort of side missions that play out um in the midst of the game where you can actually go and find like a Metal Gear Walker. Mm. Like you have to kill these certain guys in this time, and then like there are these two walker units down. I grabbed that. when the third wave came, I was just there in like I was there there was like a, a ramp that I had no longer had any sort of fences to like spring up to protect. So I just stood there in this walker just twatting enemies out of the way. And, like, um, even if it doesn't, it definitely it doesn't feel as sharp as MGS5 in terms of, like, conceptually it's not as good. You know, it's like you're not fighting soldiers, you're fighting these zombie guys. So yeah, yeah. It, it's a different proposition, but enough of MGS5's DNA carries across that it, uh, it I think it's a very successful action sort of survival game. Um, and, you know, there's, uh, I'm afraid to say there is going to be some crafting in it um like at the end of i finished i finished first out of our four in terms of like points yeah so when uh came to the end of a game i got like some kind of like uh recipe for like a sickle and like um you can basically craft new i think new armor and weapons right yeah. like they told me that some will have like metal gearish references so it'd be quite nice to see i don't know like riding sword in there or whatever mm. bandana infinite ammo um so yeah, I, I really good, like really good. I'd say probably the yeah, definitely the best demo I saw at E3. But then like, I didn't play, like I say, Wolfenstein, um, a proper. Vi- I didn't play the proper build of Far Cry that the other press played. Yep. and um, yeah, I didn't play uh, Hunt, uh, which Hunt Showdown, Hunt Showdown, which the American team loved. So, and I'm willing to believe that was good because it was kind of based on a thing I saw years ago, and it they looked cool then. So yeah, I missed a lot of the. Yeah, yeah. I missed some of these big hitters, but I'd say you know, compared to the, the likes of Assassin's Creed Star Wars Battlefront, stuff like that, it demoed very very well. So yeah, certainly worth keeping an eye on. I would say so, yeah mm. I mean, that's not even, the there's not, there's a single player option I haven't even gone into yet mm. um, Like Just the, the promise of, yeah, like Metal Gear star, or Metal Gear 5 specifically style systems within, like, a color setting does sound good um, uh, uh, Horde mode's probably a little less interesting as a concept, but I'm not sure if that's all of the multiplayer. I'm not sure. Yeah. I'll look that up, but like, um, I assume there's more to it. Uh, I would just like, yeah, just a sort of open world map with things to do on it in co-op. Like that'd be cool. Yeah, all pile into a jeep and go off to do a thing. Like, what if it was Wildlands but good? That would be that'd be awesome. I will have to look that up, but there are no developers there for interviews, so right, um, I couldn't really clarify a lot <laughs> of stuff. Um, but I'll, I'll, you know, probably ask send some questions over to Konami, clarifying some of this now. But like. Yeah, um, made a very good first impression, okay. I thought. Uh, yeah, it's Mel- promising, yeah. Yeah, Melga Survive could could be very good. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, anything else, Phil? Uh, okay, what else? i say one game that looked good, but demoed terribly. Um, yep. Kingdom Come Deliverance. That right. looks, that's going to be excellent, I think. Um, like, they showed it off, and it does look a bit like uh, medieval Skyrim with really good sword combat. Yeah. But... The presentation was I'm pretty sure it's the mission we've been shown before for a preview okay yeah yeah that 30 minutes and then 30 minutes to play the same mission when you've got kind of got to learn all this intricate sword combat yeah it demoed really badly and it's a shame because I would like to have written about it but if they'd give me an hour to play the game I would have written about it but they didn't Uh, yeah I I mean I guess that one's quite a tricky proposition isn't it you just need to get your hands on with it yeah like really just sort of spend some time figuring it out and mm. Mm, yeah um, Call of Duty World War Two was really good. I thought. Okay. I thought a single player mission they showed me looked rubbish. <laughs> Fair enough. in Call of Duty, yeah. Yeah, it just looked like uh, I'd say rubbish. It just looked like all the other Call of Duty missions, scripted bits. The only difference was that you can order. The boots were on the ground. The boots were on the ground. You could order the men to do certain things for you, like give you health packs and do this, do that. I guess that's slightly more complex, but otherwise it looked like scripted Call of Duty as always to me. Mm. Um, but the multiplayer was great fun. Maybe it's just cause it was so simple but like um, it was just this uh, it was like a capture point mode um, which I actually did like the best at Call of Duty I've ever done uh, because I was playing against games journalists and I don't know what they're doing that is that is always the key and so they, they had all these sort of pre-built loadouts and I was like uh, I was this guy with a shotgun and I loaded all these incendiary rounds and i just sort of like basically held one bunker which had two entrances just killing loads and loads of guys and that was just really good really Mm. tense very old school feeling map there's obviously no jetpacks in this or any of the kind of novel sci-fi stuff some of the more recent games have had so just a really simple straightforward fun cod map nice then they showed off this new war mode which i know is funny for a game that's called call of duty world war 2 we've introduced war to world war (laughs) 2 um well that was basically like uh I can't I'm trying to think of what the uh, the equivalent mode would be in other games but you basically just uh, it kind of happens in waves and these guys have to hold this house while you have to push on it and then the game will kind of like uh, then there's an, in the next round it'll move so you're basically right really it's a bit like this bridge to blow it up rush in battlefield or maybe yes. operations type thing yeah They're very much about yeah uh, holding territory and pushing fronts. Yes. and stuff yeah and it works it works very very well hmm. like um yeah, I'd say very enjoyable. And like, I think Evan, our FPS expert, uh, played it and wrote about it on the site, and he really enjoyed it as well. So, COD, yeah, yeah. yeah, made a very good showing this year. Okay, I cool. Yeah, not too pumped about the campaign, but the idea of a quite a, quite a simple, straightforward multiplayer proposition sounds Still, pretty good. Remember, if you're playing against games journalists, that will be the best time you have. That's <laughs> the, that is the best you will ever do at that game. That's true. Once the once the teens arrive, I thought the map be a different the, story. I thought the capture well, capture point map was beautifully designed. Like, um, there was. There's one kind of wide open space kind of catch point that just you basically needed to be a sniper class or like a basic soldier or whatever, and then there was yeah a couple more that were just a lot more sort of like you know kind of like tightly mm. tightly constructed, and uh, you know the, the fact that I don't know that I, I really liked the way that the class variations worked according to these different parts of the map, and sometimes I feel I felt I feel like multiplayer maps are a bit more a bit more random than that, a bit more hectic, and this felt very like it was very easy to suss out what would tactically work in each area yeah which points to go for and which to just leave it's great really I, liked it. I mean that is the benefit of call of duty's focus i think over like battlefield which is just here's a big ass sprawling map yes where a sniper will nail you from fucking 50 meters away yeah there are there are there were many points in that map where being a sniper would do nothing for yeah. you um and so i thought that was uh that was really nicely done um, so yeah, Call of Duty made a good impression. So Sweet. it's a topsy turvy E three where the, the Metal Gear everyone hates is uh, very good, and the um, and Call of Duty is one of my favourite games of the show, um, maybe kind of by default really. But yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, uh, anything actually worth commenting on? Let's think. Um, hmm. I'm trying to think what you wrote for the preview that we've got. Next well, session. I interviewed the Metro devs, but they didn't show off the game. No, the, 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 yeah, like that was that a CGI trailery thing they showed. It, it didn't look like. Actual game footage. I, I think it, it did. I think it was quote unquote in-engine footage. I thought it looked scripted as hell. But it I looked thought... scripted as hell, and also like the way your body and stuff moved didn't seem very game animationy. I suppose, but then I thought that the um, I thought it looked like. I mean, four A make very pretty looking games. They do make pretty looking games. Like it's, like you said, I think it was an in-engine footage as opposed to a. Yeah, I'd have to study it more closely. I think, but um, they they I didn't think it was a very good trailer anyway. Actually, but okay. I, thought, I thought they talked a good talk though mm. when I was chatting to them like about how it's sort of set across multiple seasons and, um, you know, you'll get to know these people on this train who are traveling with you and uh, they'll have, like, new sort of surviving mechanics, small open world areas. Um, yeah, uh, it sounded pretty good. Um, there'll be more on that next issue. Um, and yep. then, yeah, we uh, also... I also uh, thought Tropico 6 looked pretty good as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, we were saying, yeah. So got a new dev to make that. Yes, because um, the... Regular Tropico devs are working with Paradox now yeah, on that surviving mice. Yeah. Um, so this has made an Unreal Engine four. So it looks really nice, actually. And they were showing off like uh, how you can sort of you can do these sort of sabotage acts towards people and steal their monuments and things like that. Mm. Basically, all these kind of like minor, you know, UN violations and like how you um, you manage uh, a nation across. And a whole archipelago, this time, archipelago. So like it's actually there's quite a lot of land to cover and more to do there, I guess. Um otherwise sort of seemed fairly faithful to uh, Tropico. But like it's it was just just cool, just a cool expansion of that idea, I think. Yeah, it's one of those quietly good series that Yeah. Yeah, definitely needs a bit of freshening up, I think. But hopefully like having, yeah, a new set of eyes on it, a new development team behind it can can do that. Yeah, I think they got the game i think like a bunch of people pitched for the game and i think they got it because they had the freshest take on it nice. like uh, one of the islands was like a volcanic island for example so um you have to think about the way that your citizens travel between areas creating bridges and stuff like that and what yeah. the most efficient way to you know if you have them on this island you have to keep them happy and all this sort of stuff so i thought that was that was quite quite a well-judged expansion of the idea nice um yeah that was most of what i saw at e3 phil Sweet. Cool. We did it. We got through it. We did. What were you? Uh, what were you up to? Just sending the magazine, I guess. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. I, uh, I watched what I could, uh, whatever trailers came my way, and it looks good. But mostly, yeah, I was just re- reading things and sending them on, on on the program we used to do that. Hopefully, um, all the stuff that I wrote was correct because I was very tired when I was out E three when I was writing those. So hopefully, I haven't said that you know, Skull and Bones is like a dating sim or anything like that. Um, I'm sure it's all good. Um, shall we move on to questions then? Yeah, go on then. All right, we've got some good ones this month, this week. Um, you can contact us in various ways. Phil, what would, what would the easiest ways be to tweet us at PC Gamer Pod? To tweet us, do it at, at PC Gamer Yeah. Uh, if you want to send us an email, uh, you can do that to letters at pcgamer dot com. Yeah. Put put the word podcast <laughs> in your subject line uh, because then it will be caught by the filter that I've set up. Yes. Uh, you can also ask in our uh, exclusive PC Gamer Club Discord channel uh, if you are a member of the PC Gamer Club. Yep, you can join. You can find details on that on pretty much any um, any sort of page at pcgamer.com. You yes, see at the bottom there. There will be on. a link. A little black bar, but definitely uh, a lot subtler than the Guardian's one. Sure. <laughs> that's true. Yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, that's uh, that's a very cool service. Uh, if you're not subscribed to the magazine, that's a way you can subscribe digitally. Mm-hmm. Um, there are also other options available. Check that out at our website. Uh, and so yeah, um, you can also email us, can't you? At uh, we, we did that one. Oh, we did that one already. Sorry, my brain switched <laughs> off again. I'm jet-lagged. But uh, let's at pcgamer.com. Yes. Put Pop- podcast in your subject. <laughs> okay, cool. We did. We did do that. <laughs> Okay, so, I've just read about the Shadow of uh, the Tomb Raider leaks on pcgamer.com. After two rebooted Tomb Raider games with quite grim settings, is there any chance that this one will be set somewhere sunny, with blue skies, lush jungles, and maybe a beach or lagoon? Video games are my escapism, and as much as I enjoyed the previous two Tomb Raider games, I'd much rather escape to Barbados than Slough. Um, That's from Paul Newrick. Um, Was there a Tomb Raider set in Slough? I'm guessing not. Sweet Slough burn. Yeah. Um... It's like Slough, but in, like, the Philippines or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> whatever the Philippines version of Slough is. Yeah, there's uh, been, yeah, a lot of, uh, I don't know, there's been some tropical areas in the last Tomb Raiders, but I there's guess- also been a lot of, sort of, Soviet-style gulags, so... I you appreciate know. that they're not very jolly games, though, like, they're yes. very dour, aren't they? Yeah. And uh, that's possibly a bit of an outdated approach now. Um, yeah, and... I guess if um, you take on board the story that they've been telling, um, balmy as it is, uh, the first one was Lara Croft is sort of young girl gets literally beaten up by every twig and stick and spiky thing in that game. Anything that can be on an island, she has been killed by. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the next, the next one was is slightly better at this, but still doesn't really get the whole tomb raiding thing as a concept and like that basically ended with oh I'm fully on board with what I do now and so I mean just from a confidence level like her character as long as they continue like this story (laughs) has been fully rebooted finally and the next one can just be a you are tomb raider and you can do some tomb raiding and that might lend itself to like a more proactive role within the story and actually yeah having some kind of Less, less dour, dire, dangerous situations. So this is the one that was um, this, this reportedly developed by uh, Idos Montreal, right? Yes, but I think not the Deus Ex team. Um, no, because aren't they doing some sort of Marvel thing? I think they're. I mean, I don't know if it's the Deus Ex team specifically, but yeah, it's hard that to that see. That studio is meant to be doing Guardians of the Galaxy break right? it down, but they made like Thief at the same time as they were making a Deus Ex. So there are multiple teams within that studio. That yeah. Yep, yeah, so I'm sure that would be good. Yeah. Um, but, like, uh, yeah, like. Um, I haven't actually seen the leaks, actually, so I'm not sure what. I agree with the sentiment that Tomb Raider games used to be a bit jollier and, like, a bit more about the adventuring and the puzzling and stuff and the actual Tomb Raiding. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind seeing a little bit more of that. Yeah, is like, have, 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 do we know if the. New one is going to be anywhere sunny or good, or yeah. is it? Is it just Tomb Raider Slough? Whole thing's in Slough? Well, the, the term Shadow of the Tomb Raider doesn't invite a particularly jolly image, does it? Well, I mean, you need to have sun to have shadows, Sam. Oh, you're not wrong, Phil. I'm actually going to just going just gonna to Google that leak because I've not actually read that. Story. Yeah, but I, I just realised I was completely unprepared to actually talk about that. Yep, same. We should same. probably move on. Uh, that we, yeah, we can do. I'm going <laughs> I'm to. I'm just going to look up the internet on my phone while we talk. Um, Excellent. Okay, yeah. Uh, looking increasingly legit at a Mayan or Aztec setting, apparently. Ah, Aztec could be pretty, pretty sunny. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you know, it can it can be rainy or sunny, really. <laughs> um, they've definitely done that in previous Tomb Raider games, but I guess there's only so many tombs to raid, isn't there? Yeah, I guess so. There are only X number of ancient civilizations. Yeah. It's, it's a finite number because they're true. in the past and they've happened. <laughs> okay, cool. All right, then. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's move on. Cool. Um, so, uh, this is an interesting one. We actually got contacted by a developer of a game we talked about. Um, This—that's uh, terrifying. Uh, As terrifying. a concept, that's actually quite terrifying. Yeah, because um, we talk some right nonsense on him, yes. especially me. And, <laughs> I, and I, you know, I—I'm uh, only half serious most of the time. Actually, I think we—I think we're reasonably fine though. We take games seriously, don't we? And we're—we're uh, we're, we're sort of, yeah, we, we do. We do take. I'm games honest, seriously. but also jokey, and sometimes unnecessarily blunt for fun yeah I suppose so yeah okay Um PC Gamer just listened to your podcast on Anachronox. that was great I was the producer and cinematics director on it and it was great to hear you all describe story events that we worked on over 15 years ago in such detail with someone who has just freshly played it we were a very small team and very close and we still meet up for dinner every year at GDC in San Francisco um, Richard Gorbear, I think that's how you pronounce that um, one of my closest friends was the uh, writer on Anox. that's their um, uh, that's how they abbreviate it I guess um, every line of dialogue and he's currently the head writer for the upcoming God of War which was one of the biggest things at E3 wasn't Mm. it really Uh, good for him Um, for fun this year uh, Anox's art director and I got Uh, got together upraised and made a 3d print of rose shuttle i was uh, very intimate with that shuttle and then he surprised a link to the um 3d print which we should be able to put into the show notes actually i said show notes again i mean into the post that we that promotes this podcast on our website yes technically we should be able to do that although if you remember last week we promised to put something (laughs) in the show notes and then when i got back to my desk i got what it was and couldn't be bothered to trawl through the entire episode to find out and do that look same but um, <laughs> a week, this is just a YouTube link and I've got it right here so okay. we'll do we'll, that we will do that so you can see that we will uh, endeavour to do that um, Okay, uh, love PC Gamer subscribe when you had a floppy disc in the bag was it cannon fodder a while back you rated an acronox the 6th funniest PC game of all time Thanks for that. That is a huge badge of honor for us. That's from Jake Hughes. Thank you very much, Jake. That's mm-hmm. much appreciated. And it did make me think maybe we should talk about more old games on this podcast because no doubt our listeners are you know as kind of like uh, obsessed with their back catalogs as we are. Yeah, um, for sure. Like uh, we've got um, we've got our top one hundred coming up, so we should probably do another. Another cast around some of our personal picks, and I forgot we did a podcast around it last year. We did two, I think. I oh, did we one did on two, the actual yeah. process. Uh, that was a bit, that's a bit self-indulgent, isn't it? What was I thinking? <laughs> 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 and then one on the actual picks themselves. Um, so yeah, we'll probably do something about that like, But yeah, like this, I've yeah. been digging into lots of old things, sort of in preparation for that. Uh, Anything good? Uh, I finally, finally played Vampire: The Masquerade Bloodlines. Oh yeah, we've got we've recently. Got, we've got we've got to play more of the sort of thing that old PC gamer stuff would have played. Basically, I want to give it all a fair shake, but um, yeah, I've really enjoyed that. Actually, um, it's weird seeing an RPG in the Source engine. Uh, just I have such. It's like it's not something you think twice about, like seeing how say Unreal gets repurposed into multiple different things, yeah, yeah. or uh, the other big engines, um, but. Source is something I have very strong associations with just based on having fucked about in Gary's mod with like Valve stuff and just in the ways that mods have tweaked Half Life, um, and then yeah, seeing it completely repurposed, uh, for like quite a well written if. Maybe a bit archaic in places. RPG has just been that. I mean, that in itself was an intriguing experience. But like, it's a very kind of atmospheric and effective uh, set of quests. Mm. Like its main missions are all like quite nice and set PC. Like it's all it's mostly spooky mansions, but each one's got a nice little twist to it. But really, I just sort of like the side quests there and the way that you can. a lot of it is just within one of the hub maps going into a building that you've sort of passed by or ignored and doing something usually semi-illegal or just bad, right. uh, screwing someone over in some way. Um, there are probably nicer ways to play it, but I figure you're a vampire, why not be a dick a bit? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, is there, um, isn't there some... like? Uh don't, isn't the license now owned by Paradox? Yes, I um, the I think the whole World of Darkness license uh, was acquired by Paradox, so yeah Is, I'm is really... the assumption that they're going to be some kind of spiritual successor? Surely there's got to be something Like, Why would that studio pick up that license unless, I mean I guess you could do a strategy game within World of Darkness itself but I think Paradox has been moving more and more in different directions and Yeah, yeah, yeah um, Who knows? Maybe maybe we'll get Obsidian working on that game. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, that'd be great. Like, a return. I oh, don't know. That would be amazing. Like, a return to sort of slightly janky 3D. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like mid 2010s Obsidian. From the masters of. Yeah. From the makers of Ava Protocol comes a new World of Darkness, a new Vampire the Masquerade game. That would great. be actually perfect, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I'm well up for that. Some, cool. Somebody call up Fred. <laughs> Um, I will uh, I will play that at some point also. I kinda wanna play an Akronox before then though, after hearing you talk about it last week. They are both very good and very Yeah, no, I'd recommend both. Um I think on reflection I'm sort of uh, I think I'm enjoying play like the act of actually playing um Vampire the Masquerade a bit more, just because mm-hmm. um especially with the fan patch and that, a lot of it is just uh, quite well done and uh, very it's very easy to just sort of bounce between different objectives, Hmm. Um, although I think Anachronox does have like a lot more personality to it, Um, like it is a very funny game and it's lots of really interesting things and it's worth checking out, even if like in terms of sort of combat encounters and things, I think it did sort of drag for me a bit after 30 or so hours, like as I was reaching the end. That's a long ass game Yeah, Yeah. like yeah, it, it probably could have been condensed a bit okay well i guess it was i just... say like looking back at this from 2017 with basically no time to do these things oh yeah exactly and just think how the you know what we were saying last week it's proximity to deus Ex, it's like a year later wasn't yeah it? like you know that's that's worth bearing in mind for any old game really um okay uh question for the pod when was the last time you got genuinely angry with a game and what caused it whether it's due to terrible controls mechanics design bad i.e racist or sexist writing uh, or just raging online when you get spawn killed. That's from S Steelman. For me, I guess it's got to be vanishing. of Ethan Carter. Yes. Um, which uh, there was just uh, I like I wasn't really enjoying it anyway. I liked the atmosphere, and there was a very good sequence with the Spaceman. That's a bit of a spoiler, but it was a, it was out three years ago. Um, but I thought I played a really terrible bit in a house with a puzzle, which I hated. And then um, I wasn't found, I didn't find any of the story, mystery, reconstruction stuff interesting or well done. Uh, I thought none of it was good apart from the environments. And then I went underground. A zombie man grabbed me and I died. And that set me to the. Towards the beginning of the mine, and I was like, "No, and I deleted <laughs> it off my hard drive," and, and I then didn't, you didn't play games for a month. Yeah, I had a month off games. That mm. was, uh, that's how much I didn't like that. Although some people really like that game, including us. I think we gave a quite a high score. Yeah, so I'm, so. I'm surely one of the only ones there, but I thought it was not good. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, that was that was one example for me. I'm trying to go a more recent one though. Uh, there's some uh, I'm trying to remember because there was something that I got so angry with a part of it that. My girlfriend was like, "Why are you playing this?" And yeah. I'm not sure I even had a good answer. But now I can't remember what the actual game was, and uh, there's no easy way to find out. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> I recently just uh, reviewed uh, Perception, which I talked about on a previous episode—the uh, horror game where you play as a blind. Yes. Uh, I don't know if I'm, I was genuinely angry trying to find my way. Uh, like the checkpointing was bad, and I had to do about a 10-minute sequence again, and I is really hard to just get around the house again because doing it the first time is annoying because obviously you can't see where you're going there's no color to really drive where you're going doing it i did it like three times i was like please let it stop please let it stop oh i'll tell you what it's probably not the most recent but like still a moment i remember as like just being kind of physically unpleasant was um reviewing trials of the blood dragon which I kind of had high hopes for as like a knockabout Trials game because I like the Trials series like those um, side-scrolling motorbike platformer things like I really enjoyed not Fusion so much but uh, Trials Evolution is like a classic good game um And this, it tried it tried a number of things and none of them worked, but the worst of them was on foot platforming sections right. and pressing the jump button, like the feel of that jump was actually kind of repulsive to me, just how bad it felt. Like, not just floaty in that way that some sort of kind of like seven out of 10 platforms are, but just like everything about it was just wrong. Just mm. as as like a sort of, Tactile experience, you know that you when you sort of that you have, you get these feel for like how these things work. It just didn't feel nice to use, right? Okay, uh, yeah, yeah. That was that was like as much as I hated like a single button press in a game. I think. Well Okay. Interesting. Um, I can't really think of it anymore. I don't play games that make me angry. Really, I mm. sort of like the bits and prey where I was like, "This is going on a bit, isn't it?" And. um Seeing the same environments over and over again, and towards the end when you're fighting loads and loads of those operator robots, that was annoying. But I don't suppose that I don't that really make me genuinely angry. I still very much enjoyed the game. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, I think it was an old an old copy of Pro Evolution that I was playing as a kid. Uh, made me so angry at losing that I punched a wardrobe hard enough that my knuckles started bleeding. <laughs> and after that point, I introduced a rule where as if a game actually makes me bleed, <laughs> I'm not. Uh, that's it. It just gets deleted. It just gets removed from my collection. Oh, shit. I have an example, a really recent one. Oh, hello. <laughs> I lobbed my con- PS4 controller. So it's a console game. Mm. So I guess it doesn't count, but it will come to PC eventually, I'm sure. But Injustice 2... Oh my god! It's that is pretty recent. That is pretty recent. I, that campaign is sort of like fun in a very seven out of ten kind of way, and I just threw my controller like several times because there's like there's a boss fight with Brainiac. It's just pure bullshit where there's this snake thing that comes up behind you, does loads of damage for no reason, and you have no ability even close to that. And there's obviously like a difficulty spike because he's meant to be like the main villain of the game, but in fighting games there's no real logic to that you just watch your health bar go down and you're like oh well that fucked me off then and then uh, and I thought that was rubbish so I threw my controller like a, a child but that's because yeah like, I mean those things were expensive Sam so. yeah that's true actually and I did sort of temporarily break it and think okay well I've learned my lesson here <laughs> uh, I managed to fix it but yeah the bar went off for a little while the coloured bar and I was like oh and then mm. uh, yeah I just saw that wow. I used to do uh, way more when I was playing like San Andreas and stuff and like um. Uh, Final Fantasy VIII made me really angry as well. The random rule in that... Uh, oh, Triple try had that. Yes, the card game in that had a rule where basically um, you couldn't choose the cards you took into a battle with you, which meant that you took loads of shit cards in with you and, like, one good one. You'd lose, and then they'd take your one, take good the one, one good one. And then you couldn't get it back because it was random again. So yeah. the only way to do it was... You basically had to save before every card battle... And it was rubbish. Yeah, that's pretty bad, isn't it? That was a very bad design decision in an otherwise uh, one of the best mini games of all time. I wrote about this on the website, actually. Um, so, yeah, games used to make me angrier, but I think you kind of grow out of that a little bit, don't you? A little bit. Like, some multiplayer games still make me quite angry. Um, not Overwatch, weirdly, which makes a lot of people angry, but I'm just like, I, I don't care enough. Right. I just enjoy mucking about in it enough that, like, Oh, it's fine you can lose it's fine yeah I got angry at Rocket League whenever I threw a controller over it I just screamed think sort I got a- angry at Battlefield 1 quite a few times yeah snipers snipers ruin multiplayer games yeah I must admit um, I, I, I really did not get Battlefield 1 the pace of it at all was a- baffling to me it felt like huh. if you weren't a good sniper you were just fucked basically yeah snipers have always been a problem with Battlefield games but I guess particularly that one because of how shite so many of your weapons are right yeah um, pretty rubbish yeah and, like, controlling a vehicle was mostly so, a nightmare. Deliberately so, Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. doesn't happen too often, <laughs> Oh, my God. I remember mean, one moment in Battlefield, like, the first time I tried to... Um, you know, those, like, special behemoths come in uh, yeah. if you're doing bad. And I was on a map, one of the um, jungle maps, where you got a train go through it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And um, I jumped in, and I wasn't trying to be the driver of it, but that it worked out like that. And um, I sort of attempted uh, to do whatever I was doing. And then eventually, after about ten minutes... After it was destroyed, I hit a button and it was the button that revealed the chat client. And then I scrolled back and realized that for the last 10 minutes, everybody had just been screaming at me through the text chat, (laughs) calling me every possible name because I was doing train bad. (laughs) Amazing scenes. Which was, yeah, that was nice. (laughs) Well, yeah, that's, uh, well, that is online multiplayer for video games. Yeah. Um, Okay, got two more questions here. Another question for the podcast: Was this the worst E3 in living memory? <laughs> Despite there being more games announced for PC than ever before, probably thanks to us actually, um, just doing our own horn there. Yeah. I can't think of anything that stood out. So many sequels and retreads. Even Anthem leaves me cold because it seems, by way, I've given up on what makes them great stories and characters. That's from Knighthood um, I share the apathy towards Anthem, but it's so early on that I, I I feel bad from earlier comments. So we should definitely give it a long, oh, yeah, you know, give yeah. it a shout. Like mm. we we haven't even properly seen it or played it. Like it's. Uh, yeah totally I, I I think like it just made a bad a part film. of me sort of bitter for the high, kind of um the mass effect has to go on hiatus and now everything is on persistent online action games and i'm like yeah i'm a little bitter about that even though i shouldn't be taking it out on what would have happened yeah. if they'd have made like um mass effect andromeda this game the uh persistent online yeah, be interesting. Thing, it? Like, uh, I guess they probably still have to set it in the same time I, I imagine there would be some visceral opinions. There sure would be. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, so was this the worst E3 in living memory? Sam? No, I thought that 2014 was a bad E3. I was there for that one and I hated it. Um, it was that was when they had Assassin's Creed. I think it was Unity, the one that everyone hated, the French um, one, the French one, yeah, and uh, Far Cry four which left to a right. That was alright. Um Yep, that was a good game. Yeah, uh I suppose Alien was there, that was good. Shadow yeah. of Mortal actually maybe that was a good one actually. Um That's some stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess like um I thought last year was slightly empty actually in terms of things you could actually play. Uh, yeah, I think it's difficult because I think different people want different things from E three. E three is two things. E three is the announcements and yes. the actual playing games. Like the from press do. we want to play some cool games that we can write about. And yeah. cover and did alright in that regards you seem to have come back with like a handful of previews that you want to write and yeah about I'd say about like you know 20 to 30 pages worth of stuff yeah I pretty mean good. That, that's great um And some people want, like, to know what cool things they'll be playing over the next year. And in that case, yeah, sort of delivered. Um, I mean, the answer is, like, yep, there's New Wolfenstein. And, yep, there's um, a lot of standalone expansions for things. Yeah, Um, But that's cool, like, you know. And, yeah, some people want magic to happen to them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they want to have the childlike scream of uh, Shenmue 3 is real and exists before having to deal with the cold hard reality that is a Kickstarter project and it won't be here for years and yeah. fuck your dreams. I, <laughs> I think the next sort of like 12 months are shaping up to be pretty good. Like, yeah. um, you can, indie games aside, um, of which there are a few E3 that look pretty good, like Tacoma and Ublets um, look good. I thought that Tunic game that we announced looked pretty nice as well. Yeah, that looked really nice. I thought that um, Battletech, was it? Yeah. That looked like game. it might be too stressful for me, but right. I really liked what I saw of it there. It, yeah. it, it made a really strong impression, I think. That was really cool. Yeah. Um, um, and then, um, yeah, like but like you'll be playing Total War Warhammer 2, XCOM 2 expansion, a new Far Cry, a new Assassin's Creed. I mean, you might call those retreads because they're sequels. Yeah, whatever. totally. Um, but... A new XCOM is a, a cool thing. It's basically like a, a revamp of XCOM Two in a bunch of interesting ways. So yeah, that's got some really interesting sounding systems. I, uh, how it's going to integrate into what is already a quite hectic game? Like yeah. XCOM Two already has way more going on in it than like XCOM One. Yeah, to add like what is way more systems than Enemy Within added to XCOM is yeah. going to be. Intriguing, certainly. Yes, um, but uh, that's cool. and so We'll find out about that soon, though, I guess. New Wolfenstein, no evil within. Well, this is um, it. I think uh, having a Wolfenstein announced and it's coming this year kind of changes the shape of the year a bit, and that's something we've discussed on previous podcasts, is this idea that actually it's been quite like sparse yeah. in terms of that kind of tier of a uh, big game actually landing and hitting home and doing well because, you know, we've the had n- things like Mass Effect disappointed a lot of people and yeah. a few other like, seemingly like big deals disappointed a few people, but yeah. like if Wolfenstein turns up and is good, I think, for one I think that, game, that series might finally get its due a bit after, you know, it was maybe a bit overlooked from Game of the Year awards and stuff when New Order came out yeah, I say well, self-referentially. <laughs> yeah, well, I think we've acknowledged that before, haven't we? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. We we regret not giving it an award in the year that we, you know, that it came out. For sure. Um, giving, we gave Doom an award though, and I think we even mentioned that in the in the. I think so. That. Yeah. Um, we've yeah. corrected. We've course corrected for sure. Yeah. So I think that there's plenty of dependable games coming out. Whether you call them retreads or not, fair enough. Like, there's not a lot of original. I don't think there's like one big original game that's coming out the next year, really. Mm, yeah. But then, you know, um, I suppose, like, did we have that this year? I guess we had Prey, didn't we? Prey was that this year, probably. Yeah. Um, yeah, so fair enough. But there's a lot of dependable, good PC games there and uh, plenty of interesting indies on the horizon as well. So I think it'll be okay. Um, yeah, I think that, but generally, we've seen, you know, there are less and less big games around. I do agree with that sentiment. It's like the cost of them versus how much money they make is always going to be less. with yeah the increasing demands of them Um, so I'm glad that Bethesda's got a few of those in the tank, they do seem to make quite good sort of like mid to high level tier games, you know, that have like quite devoted little audiences, that's cool for sure, yeah yeah, yeah. okay, one more question then, this is from um, (laughs) Tarosha Q for the pod, why Bath? and what type (laughs) of video game would it make a good setting for? I assume he means uh, why is Future based in Bath? why is Future based in the UK city Bath and not why, why you dedicate yourself to personal cleanliness? Well, I, I like and hygiene. That, <laughs> I like that it's based in Bath because it means I've got to live here in this quite nice um, place. You know, yeah, it's a quite nice, over gentrified place. Uh, that's, that's, I mean, it's impossible to buy a house here, but you know, you'll never own a house, but you can at least go to a top-notch gelato <laughs> uh, store. I went there yesterday, actually. and had the mango sorbet fill. It was very good. Have you had the key lime pie yet? No. Um, I'm fucking telling cause I, you. But only because I was in a sorbet mood. You know? I mean, that's fair enough. <laughs> I'm just... I don't, I'm I, telling you, I, it is on point. Maybe I'll go there tonight. It's, so, you know... It's, sort of, it's still certainly not, the weather for it, isn't it? It really is. Um, so, yes. Um, at Bath is, I guess... Uh, That was because the founder of Future was yeah. I assume so. I don't. I don't actually know enough about the history of Future, the company. There are a few media companies here, though. Like, there's a book publisher here. At least one book publisher, and I. I don't know if they just sprung up because Future was already here. But yeah. um, And I guess like uh, Rock Paper Shotgun isn't in Bath Central, but various people are around the area. yeah, Uh, Yeah. Same with PC games then. Yeah, and that's because former PC gamer members have gone off and done those things. That's true. Um, so that's why Bath, I guess. Yeah. Um, what would it make a good setting for? Probably not a GTA. Not quite big enough. Um, no. Um, it, no it, I don't think anything open world, but certainly a point and click game would be good. A, a Broken point Sword could be set here. I think it would be too twee. <laughs> I think uh, it would be too unbearably, sickeningly twee. But then, you know, a Broken Sword of Paris, you know, like, uh, I don't know, like um, I, th- I think a Broken Sword game would be really good set here. I think Bath would be good for something like baroque and lovecraftian uh possibly a spin-off uh world of darkness vampire the masquerade <laughs> style game just set in bath at night where everyone's a bit too posh and yeah. we've got nice cathedrals and stuff uh you could sort of like um just do a survival game here where it's like based on sort of like you can only buy many gentrified <laughs> goods hoarding meat and emmental sausages <laughs> and meat sticks. Yeah but after, I've started going to that Morrisons fill and it's a lot more reasonable there so you know. It's, yeah it, uh, is, it is a bit more reasonable I just there. don't have m Although well, their, their stock is anymore. just not as inspiring. It's not no but you can still get venison steak sale which is very important to a <laughs> man like me. <laughs> this is some uh, you know enlightening Bath chatter for you here. Yeah. Um, I don't know Bath is like it's a bit too subdued a setting for most games. I think a point and click is probably where it's at. Um, and then yeah a bit of a nighttime. you kind of you can fantasy horror thing yeah you could make a very pointed like um management sim based gentrified thing yeah. where you've just got to keep you've got to like pick which shops to upscale and try yeah. and keep the whole thing on that teetering edge of profitability yeah it's certainly there's a lot of shops around here that kind of close down now and so I think that maybe like the actual town itself might be struggling with that yeah um, so um, that could be a. I mean it wouldn't be fun and there's the a- also go. an entire street of shops that do exist but shouldn't uh, and it's called Walker Street and I have to walk it to get home at every day <laughs> and there's a shop that just sells skulls and that's kind of cool but like also weird i don't think i've ever been there uh, hang on is this where it's just a bit that connects your part of town to the rest of it yes okay, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. the comic shop is yeah yeah the comic uh, just further yeah. up there and there is just a, a mixture of furniture antiques <laughs> which most of bath has but also just weird knickknacks and things that yeah. and, and like oh there's the wool shop and there's the uh, shop with some tea bags even onto the, the wall. <laughs> even the um the charity shops here are posh. Like you go into my hometown, uh, Gosport in near Portsmouth, you go in there and the charity shops smell like death. Here they're <laughs> like um they're quite fancy upscale. Like you wouldn't really know it's a charity shop unless, yeah. you know, it had the thing on the all the stuff there's quite fancy and still quite pricey as well, um, compared to other towns. It's obviously a posh area. Um but yeah, for a video game. I don't know. Maybe you could, you could probably set a good Assassin's Creed here. Actually, oh, like a DLC. Some very pack. high roofs. Yeah, yeah. Mm, you know, mm, jumping mm. between them. And that would actually work quite well. I think. Mm. Um, yeah. I yeah, definitely. that would have been a that would have been interesting bit a Syndicate DLC. <laughs> that would have been good actually. They did <laughs> Croydon? Yeah. Ca- <laughs> catch a steam train to that'd I'd be hard. really good yeah alright yeah it'd be really good mm. okay there you go there's your answer there's yeah. a highly self-indulgent <laughs> answer and so ends another podcast another PC Gamer podcast if you like this podcast we'd really appreciate you to uh, appreciate you to appreciate you uh, writing a review we do appreciate you to <laughs> <laughs> writing a review for the podcast on iTunes a bunch of people have done that recently and we've discovered that a lot of our listeners listen to us while driving home on motorways and like we're happy to provide that service yeah. like, I can only apologise if we don't do it weekly so it's even uh, anything that gets you home safely yeah. We are trying to do these. We'll probably do this more frequently now that E3 is over. That's basically the reason for the delay on this episode. Um, And so, yeah, we'll try and stick to it, uh, which will be good. Yeah. Um, Yeah. uh, We've got uh, Top 100 coming up in PC Gamer. But before that, we have a whole other issue out that's got uh, Destiny on the cover Mm. and comes with a poster uh, with every. Why did we do this? Every single review score we've ever done on it. Probably with a few errors because it was all kept in an old spreadsheet. Like, don't. Do not email us to say, like, (laughs) oh, Abe's exodus odd world abes exodus is under a for abes exodus instead of o for odd world abes exodus because honestly do you know how much effort it is to move that (laughs) because we found out and decided fuck it yeah so it should be packaged in with subscribers and then there's like a card wallet that's got it in for the uk newsstand edition yeah and Um, if you get it in the digital edition it's like as a supplemental set of pages like 12 pages after the fact just yeah. 12 pages of games listed with numbers next to them. Yep. For the entire history of PC Gamer, like it is a worthwhile document for the 99.9% of it that will be accurate. Yes, exactly. We checked all the main games. I checked that Dragon Age 2 got 94%. That was the most important <laughs> Frankly, one. Frankly, the only thing that matters, <laughs> really. We could have lied about the rest of it. And that Deus Ex got 95. Those are the things I checked. Those were fine. So uh, let's assume the rest of the doc is probably okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, apart from that one error that we spotted at the last minute, Phil, and had to basically edit into a joke which people will probably see when they get the issue yes um, and we'll explain that on a later podcast um so yes that is out uh very soon i don't know when uh it's the next thursday from when you're listening to this basically yeah. um uh, only because i don't have the dates in front of me but it's a very good issue um there's some uh, yeah top-notch features in there as well and uh yeah the issue after that will have the top 100 so yeah. that is our, our, a big event for us yes um, it will be once we finish making it Yes, um, you can read our content on PCGamer.com. <laughs> Come to our content, cave. <laughs> and uh, yes, we'll uh, be back very soon. <laughs> Holy, 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 holy! Cuando del sol. Holy, 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 holy! Cuando del sol. Holy, 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 holy! Cuando del sol. Holy, 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 holy! Cuando ruge del sol. Un boquete de ventrina para túnel de coche. Juanito el mecánico está para pedirle turno para que quieras ser mejor, para que quieras el mejor. Un poquito de ventrina para durito que estoy aguadito, el negro, el tapapeta me para que quiera ser mejor, para que quiera ser mejor.